And today I'm joined by very special guests, ones I wanted to get on for quite a while. Um, Robin Ox, how are you, mate? Very well. Very special is an exaggeration. I'd have taken <laughs> special, but very is a bit strong. I was wanting to get you on for ages, Robin. Yeah, you, you obviously do quite a lot of stuff. What would you describe yourself as? Um, so I run, I mean, my day job is I run a production company, but then I do, I do lots of other little bits. So I do... I suppose YouTube's probably the main thing, but I do a few podcasts as well, and I've just started doing <laughs> Twitch streaming and all that. Lots and lots of different, lots of different yeah. stuff, but none of it well enough to do full time, <laughs> basically. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I guess we we'll start from the beginning. Then. What's your earliest memory of football? Um, I remember. I'm trying to think now. I remember watching. I'm trying to think what it would have been. It would have been probably watching 1986 when Liverpool, the FA Cup final when Liverpool won the double. I remember watching that game and I remember the 1986 World Cup quite clearly as well. I can't think, I'm sure I did see some before, but I can't think of anything before then as in watching hmm. a game, yeah. Oh, um, growing up with any sort of aspirations to become a footballer was that not really your thing no nah, we weren't i mean my, my, my family are all scottish and it was very much a mm. sort of scottish dower um that's not realistic <laughs> viewpoints it wasn't one of those families where you're yeah. where you're given um you can do anything it's like <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> so um so no not really no um mm. I, I, I really enjoyed football and and i spent quite a lot of time up in up in scotland occasionally going to watch Partick Pistol and other and other and um other other teams and stuff around the Glasgow area. Um but um but no no real no real aspirations to be a football due to realism more than anything else. Yeah. And um growing up was there any sort of favourite footballers or ones you like to watch in the telly or, or in your life really? Yeah, I think John Barnes growing up was the first player. I I really loved Ian Rush and that, but I think John Barnes was the first player that I was like, this guy's amazing sort of thing so I, I think probably him would be the one that really sticks out from from my youth but i'm, I'm dating myself a bit because i'm 43 i don't know how old uh how, how old you are but um yeah. but certainly dating myself there yeah that's all right um but i bet yeah growing up where was it you loved was it in scotland or england no um... i was i was down in kent in england but my family oh, okay. are all from partick in glasgow um well they, my grandparents lived up there and mm. and around sort sort of that place my mom's from dumbarton and and yeah so i would spend most holidays probably about three times a year we're up in up in scotland so it was it was sort of drummed in at a very early age i support scotland um yeah national team at, it was got drummed at a very early age that that was the way to go and, and of course. not look well, back since oh but um yeah so you said you sport scotland but what like club team did you sport obviously you've got 
family up in Scotland, but was there an English team that caught your eye or was it up in Scotland? Yeah, well, I support, I support, as I say, I grew up in Kent in the 80s, so I support Liverpool yeah. because all my friends oh, okay. did. Um, yeah. Up in Scotland, um, my, my granddad, he didn't have, he used to be a Rangers season ticket holder, so sort of oh, um, half, half, um, I suppose Rangers would have been my favourite team. Mm. growing up and now I've got weirdly I've got quite a few friends who seem to be Dundee United fans so I sort of look out mm. for them as well so a bit of a mix yeah oh yeah of course but um oh so you've obviously said that you didn't really want to be a footballer and I wasn't encouraging but um yeah what did you want to do as a kid I don't know again I don't think I was I remember I liked space. I quite wanted to be an astronaut, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then again, I think I was just told you're not gonna be an astronaut. So all right, cool. <laughs> it definitely wasn't wasn't a sort of encouraging to do to follow your dreams or thing. Um so I don't I didn't I think when I left school, I don't think I really had any sort of desire. I went and did the sort of school work experience things where you go to things, and yeah. all I did was just go there and think, well, I definitely don't want to do this. I went to a solicitor's again. There's no way I think a solicitor is awful and stuff like that. So, so I didn't really have any particular sort of idea what I wanted to do. I think I'm still not quite sure what I want to do or what I do. Yeah. Oh, but um, yeah, I think one thing most people have known you from is soccer aim. So um, yeah, I'm just wondering, see when, well, in your teenage years and sort of young adult, was it sports journalism or presenting you wanted to get into? Not really. I mean, I was always enjoyed sort of sports stuff in that I'd like yeah. me and my friends would play computer games and we quite often like football games and I quite often commentate on them on tape. So we'd record our own little yeah. sort of commentary of what was happening and stuff like that. So, um, and I made little like little football programs for us or football teams and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But no, not especially. I, I sort of just got, I wanted to get into some media. I think radio was the first thing I was keen on, radio or TV. Oh, okay. And then I got a job at a TV studio for a bit. I was there for a year. And then someone I knew who worked for Tim Lovejoy, who was the presenter at the time, his agent, he, um, he knew I watched Soccer AM and he knew that they were looking for someone, just said, send your CV off. So I sent a CV off, got an interview, went and got the job. So, yeah. Oh, but... Um... Yeah, during radio and soccer and stuff, did you expect that to be a long-term thing or is that just something you've done for fun? Yeah, I mean, it was the sort of industry I wanted to go into, yeah. I mean, I was at soccer in fact seven years, um, which I didn't, I didn't realise be there for that long sort of thing, but it was it was such a fun job to do yeah. that I didn't really, no one really sort of left <laughs> sort of thing. Cause it was just, it was just, it was just, it was just a really, really fun, fun, fun experience. So, um so yeah, it was it was sort of my the career I wanted to go into. Yeah, but obviously things have changed so much now that there's all this sort of internety side of mm-hmm. of TV and video and that, that that wasn't wasn't really there when I started my career. So so yeah, it's mm-hmm. gone a different way. But I sort of did want to go into media. Yeah. Yes. Um. Just on soccer, um, can't say I know much about it. But what is it you you exactly done? So I was um I was just part of the production team, but then while we were on it, we did stuff. Mm. We ended up having to do, well, having to be, we got asked to do things on camera. So I did a character called Fixtures Man, and I did um, this guy called Ginger, this Air Force pilot, Colonel Ginger, um, and and then a few bits just interviewing people in the streets. And so various little bits and bobs, sort of on screen, most most weeks, sort of thing, doing something. But I was, but it was never, I was never sort of trained to do presenting or anything like that. It just mm. happened to fall into it, really. Was it something, obviously, you said, like, making characters and stuff? Was that sort of, like, 
your own creative side or is that something that you're asked to do? Yeah, I mean, it was a mix. We'd have an ideas meeting every Tuesday morning. We'd work Tuesday to Saturday. So we'd come in on Tuesday morning and we'd um, talk about things. Everyone would come up with and, and give any ideas that they had for the weeks for the week um, coming up. And um, and then if they got the sort of go ahead from Tim, who was the producer, um, you could sort of work on them sort of things. So some things are things that someone else has come up with. Some things are things that I'd have come up with. And it was just yeah. sort of a nice mix sort of creative atmosphere. Oh, what were some of the highlights of things that you created, really? Um, I'm trying to think. We did a thing. We did this campaign called Save Chip, um, where it was Tim's, um, who's as I say, the presenter, Tim Lovejoy, his friend right. Chip, his girlfriend wouldn't let him watch the football. So we did um, a campaign called Save Chip, where where it was all about trying to get his girlfriend to let him watch the football. And um, and this thing just ended up everywhere. So there was, there was like, every time there was like an eviction in Big Brother, there were people with posters up there. Every football match seemed to have a Save Chip banner somewhere. We'd feature everyone that we saw on the show. Like when Liverpool won the UEFA Cup in about 2001, I'm going to say, um, the on the front of the team bus going through Liverpool on the, like for their top open top bus bus thing had like a save chip banner on it and stuff like that so it just was everywhere so that was probably the thing that stands out i'd say mm. um yeah well that soccer game and stuff there's any sort of highlights or stories that you've took away from that there's quite a lot of quite a lot of um lot, lot of good things i mean we, we, we quite often end up in the pub afterwards just sort of chatting away <laughs> with um uh with people which was really good fun um I don't try to think of specific things. It was just a really nice, nice atmosphere. It was it was hard work. It was quite long hours. I mean, you'd quite often go into work at, um, on a Friday at like eight in the morning, and there were a couple of nights I ended up working all the way through the night and doing the show on the Saturday morning with not having had any sleep at all. But there were some nights where you drive home at like two, two, three in the morning, listen to the radio in the car home go to sleep, get up, and as I was driving back in, it would be the same DJ doing his show, which was always really yeah. depressing. So, yeah, so it was, it was long hours back, a lot of fun when you got to sort of um, go to the pub with sort of play, players that you've looked up to or, or oh. um, and things and things like that. So, yeah, that, 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 that I always loved. But did you say you went to, like, the pub with players and stuff? Yeah, so we'd go over. Yeah. We'd go after the show. We'd, we'd quite often go over and take, take them to the pub. Like, oh. um <laughs> And have a little drink in that. So watch like watch like the Manchester Derby with like really? Neil Ruddock and Noel Gallagher and stuff like that once. And 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 quite a lot of the time you just go and have a little little drink. We had like um, do you remember Jeremy Taggart um, who played for Leicester and uh, I think Northern Ireland? Uh, he, yeah, he, I think played, so. he was he was always good fun. And he came over he came over once to the pub with us, and we we're in there having a, having a drink. And if players were injured, they generally had the weekend off. But if you were suspended, they tended to have to go to the game so mm. that players didn't deliberately get themselves booked or sent off to get like just time off work yeah. sort of thing. So, so they generally have to go to the game. So Joey Taggart was suspended. He came on the show and he was supposed to, and I, I, I'd sort out all the guest stuff. So afterwards, you'd sort of try and get him in a, get him mm. in a taxi, take him over to the pub, get, get him a few drinks, and then get him in a taxi. So I remember talking to Joey and, he, and he'd, he'd been hanging around for a while. And, and I said to him, Joey, are you not you're not going to the game today? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he said, yeah, no, I'm going to go. I went, right, you know, it's like a three o'clock kickoff and it's like half past two and it's in Leicester. 
<laughs> and he went, oh, no. <laughs> so he phoned up. I think it was Martin O'Neill's manager at the time. And he phoned him up. And um, she, he said just in the pub, he said, can everyone be quiet, please? He went, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Gaffer, it's, um, it's Jerry, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it went well. No, really good. Yeah, really good fun. Yeah, everyone really looked after me. Really nice, yeah. He goes, yeah, that's, what, that's why I'm ringing. I've, I've, the traffic on the M1 is terrible. I haven't moved. For, for, I think I'm going to miss kickoff. I haven't moved for like half an hour. All right, is that all right? Okay, cheers. I'll see you Monday. And he went, right, right, who wants a drink? <laughs> sort of thing. Oh and, so it was things like that were just really, <clears throat> really good fun, sort of, sort of um, oh. being involved in all that. Yeah, that's, that's mental. I, I doubt you'd say anything like that. <laughs> Did you get into yeah, trouble yeah. for that? I don't think so. I don't think anyone knew at the time, and I think now it's it's um, it's probably fine. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think so. I think you just. Sort of... Yeah, you, you're saying something there about Noel Gallagher. I'm going to get mixed up. But what was the one um, you've got a relationship with? You you know each other. Yeah, I know. No, I, I don't know. I've not seen him for years. But I, I, when he came on Soccer M a lot, he came on quite a few times. When I was there, so we sort of know him fairly well through that and, and yeah. sort of occasionally go to go to gigs and sort of having some drinks with them afterwards and lucky enough to go into his um 40th birthday party as well which is really <laughs> weird um but but yeah i mean by no means not mates or anything like that but we know it <laughs> we sort of knew him from coming on the show and stuff like that so that was that was quite weird because growing up i was always my, my favorite band so that was a really weird thing to do <laughs> yeah but um yeah you said you were in soccer in for seven years and then you left Billy. Just why was that? And was it hard to say goodbye and stuff? Because obviously you've yeah. made loads of friends, like the trips and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd done it as I said, done it for seven years. But yeah, done it for seven years, and we and with anything, you sort of get a bit bored doing the same thing. So I sort of quite wanted to leave and go and do something different. But we were doing so much good fun stuff towards the end. Like we got to play football at Wembley Stadium. We got to um, go to against like most Champions League finals and stuff like that. We did doing lots of really fun things. I didn't really want to leave, and then a few months later, get a call from my friends saying they were doing something really exciting or something that I was missing out on. So then Tim Lovejoy got an opportunity to start this sort of internet project with Simon Fuller, who like managed the Spice Girls and David Beckham and mm. various other people. And so um, I just went with him. A lot of us just went with him to go and do that, just for something different to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so is that what you done sort of once you left? And yeah, you know, I did that for a couple of years, and oh. then that sort of finished. And then I just started my own production company, and I've been doing that ever since. And then in the last few years, I've started doing sort of YouTube oh. and podcasty stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to get onto that now. So, um, how do you sort of YouTube come about, really? Uh, so I was filming with I I I only really I didn't really know any YouTubers really. Yeah. I was friends with Jack Mate, if you know him. Um, oh. And I was, but I, I just met him through something else, sort of thing. But I never really watched YouTubers mm. apart from him. I didn't, couldn't name five YouTubers really. But I um, started. Uh, I was with my friend Will Brazier, who used to work with with Jack on something, and yeah. he was. Uh, we, we were filming at Watford, some Watford training ground with Troy Deeney for something, and he was chatting away. And he said, "You should do a YouTube channel." And I only ever really went on YouTube to look at how to do something like wire a plug or mm. anything something i didn't understand um and i said well uh, it's not really i think it's this sort of younger crowd it's not really for me and he said to me i think he said no, i'm not being rude he said but i know what it's like being an 18 year old kid an 18 year old starting uni because every september there's ten thousand vlogs about it so i think i don't really know what it's yeah. like being middle-aged so 
I said, okay. So I thought I'll just do one video a week for six months and see how it goes. So I started doing it, enjoyed it, and just carried on. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I, do, I do watch your channel and stuff. Um, but I can't, I can't say it's not the sort of thing I watch, but I'm, I'm addicted to it. I can't lie. But, um, yeah, what would you describe your channel as, really? I, when people ask, I say it's just me sort of killing time till I die because there's no <laughs> real aim to it. It's just sort of li literally anything. I think if you're trying to sort of grow or, or, or build a sort of career or something on, on YouTube or something like that, I think it quite helps to have a sort of niche or something that you're doing because then people know yeah. what they're going to get. But the way I'm sort of doing it, which I think is a slower way to grow, but sort of quite secure, is, is to try and just do things that I like because then yeah. it gives you that freedom. So if you want to do a travel video, then you can. And if you want to do something, an interview with someone, it's fine. It's not really a problem. So I think it makes it easy to do a wide variety. And because I know I get bored of doing things, if I do the same thing too often, then I think it's quite mm. nice to just, just have that, that variety really. Oh so yeah. I think you're around about it's like 90,000 followers and you'd said in another podcast, that's, that's a oh, sold out Wembley. That's mental, but um, yeah, yeah. You know, you think that's what I was time? doing when I was growing. Um, I was work. I was going through different football grounds and going like, okay, that's that's bigger than than this ground. That's bigger than St James's <laughs> Park and all this sort of stuff like that. And now we're getting yeah. up there. There's still a few stadiums. Like I wouldn't, I couldn't fill um, New Camp or anything like that. Sort of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's absolutely mental. Really mental. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what is or sort of end goal for YouTubers or just something you Well, you see if you were... And you go. No, no, go on. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say, if you had, like, sort of the chance to do it full-time, would you? Or is it not something you'd do? Yeah, no, I would. I definitely would. Um, <laughs> because I think my, my, my the plan is probably to move to doing more stuff, more get work out more of my income from these sort of things, and then um, yeah. and less of the others. Because the problem is, when I've... There are times when I've got loads of time to do videos and stuff like that like over since lockdown one finished in in england i had loads of loads of time to do stuff i was making loads of videos it's going well but then when work comes along it might be that i can only make like one or two videos a month so mm. you sort of lose a bit of that momentum so i do i do prefer to I, it'd be great to be able to do it sort of full time and not and not have to do the other stuff really but we're a little bit away from from that now but it's getting there yeah i'm sure you could do that um Another thing you're doing right now is um, the Half Hour podcast. Um, how did that come about? You said you knew Jack and um, oh, how's it been? Yeah, yeah, I met Jack um, year, uh, years ago in some weird Chinese cooking competition thing. Mm. It's, it's, it was just a bit odd. Um, and then I just kept in touch with him for, for years and, and he'd actually do the occasional thing with him. But then we got to the point where we, he started the Happy Hour podcast and I came on once as a guest, then he got me on a couple of other times. And then we started doing these happy half hour things, like little mini yeah. episodes of it. We discussed different topics. And then those sort of finished now. I've just started doing the main show with them most weeks. So it just sort of happened organically, sort of. But it's such a fun thing to do. It doesn't really feel like work. It's just sat there yeah. chatting with friends in a room, sort of things. I really enjoy it. Oh. Oh, um, yeah, just sort of interest, this is sort of a question for me. Whatever happened to those happy half hours? Obviously, they've got their spot so, ideal, but is that not? Yeah. So basically, from, from what I understand, um, the Spotify thing says they have to do a certain length shows or something oh, okay. like that. So I think one has to be 60 minutes 
at least 60 minutes, and one has to be 90 minutes. So the half hour thing didn't really fit in. And it's, oh, okay. it's a long time to spend an hour talking about one. So instead, it's just the, what was the half hour really has now become um, me, Jack and Stevie most weeks sort of thing, just, just chatting about stuff because it was... Um, it's still the same number of shows that we're doing, just mm-hmm. longer versions, really. So it's just, a, it's just an hour, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we've talked about sort of your career and stuff. I just want to go back into like sort of Scotland, really. Um, yeah, you said you had um, family stuff and you'd went to a couple of games. What were like those games, really? And what can you remember from it? I went to quite a few. I'd get a few games because me and my brother really liked football growing up. And we we, we yeah. did together. I remember going to a Rangers game. I, I think it might be going against Motherwell. Okay. Um, I remember Chris Woods was playing. I can't mm-hmm. remember much much else. I can't remember the score um, at Ibrox, and that that was great. And I went to Pardick Thistle a few times. I went to watch Dumbarton. Um, my mum grew up sort of opposite Boghead, the old ground. Um, so we went back there and and went to a game there. Um, yeah, just just whenever we, quite often we go up, we just go along and and go and watch a game if one was on while we're up there, and and mm-hmm. and yeah, r- really enjoyed it. And because my granddad was one of my favourite people, or probably my favourite person as a kid, and oh, so just chat, just just he was really into football sort of thing, and, and we like oh, so we okay. just get and watch football together, which was lovely. What team did he support? Was it Rangers? He, he was a Rangers fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then yeah, what players did you sort of like from Rangers? Uh, Ali McCoist, um, okay. Goff. Uh, I try trying to think who else. Not a Rangers, but Willie Miller. Um, I'm trying to think of all the players that, that I, so I, we didn't necessarily like them for any particular reasons other than we just knew them, I think, like me and my yeah. brother, Morris Malpas. Um, yeah, it was that sort, sort of era, um, really, I think. Yeah, Ali McCoy yeah. is the one that would probably spring to, spring to mind from, mm. from watching Scottish football that time. Oh, have you um, you've been ever since, really? Have you been with your family or anything? Or is it just something you've not done in a while? No, well, I go to most Scotland home qualifying mm. games so for the national team so i tend to go up to hamden quite a lot because it, yeah. I've, I've worked out that international football is the sort of level for me like i can go i can i'm never going to go to a game every weekend but i can get to yeah. I, I can get to I generally qualify that like you've got three home games a year i can manage that so i tend to go up to quite a lot for for scotland games um yeah. really so so yeah yeah i get to quite a lot of that oh and then um, yeah would you ever sort of move back to Scotland, Jenk, or do you think you're quite happy to live in England? I might, I, I, yeah, quite possibly. Um, probably not now, just because the, the the kids are down, got the kids down here, sort yeah. of thing. But I could see myself maybe retiring up there or something because I do, I do love it up there. Yeah, quite, quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just in supporting Scotland and stuff. You said you never really had a choice there. Did you, Jenk? Have you ever supported England or? You no, I never. I say I never had a choice. I didn't. Really, I could have. I could have. I chose. <laughs> yeah, it was a choice to to support Scotland, but it was sort of encouraged. Um, but oh, my phone just gone BP. Um, uh, yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, it was very much a choice. But no, I've never really supported England. I'm not a sort of just because I live in England. I'm not really a. Um, I support Scotland. Everyone. Whoever's playing England, sort of person. I, I want yeah. them to do. I want them to do quite well in a World Cup, just because it's a better atmosphere when mm. in sort of pubs and stuff when England are doing quite well. But I wouldn't want them to win it. I, ideally, I'd like England to get to the semi-finals and lose to penalty and penalties to Germany would be the dream every year. Yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> um, so so yeah yeah. I've, 
I've I've never reached with England, but I don't. I'm not fussed about how they do. Mm. On um, yeah, what was your first Scotland game? Oh God, um, I don't think I went. Uh, actually, it was probably. It would have been um, maybe Scotland England in Euro '96. Really? Might have been. It. I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I definitely. I can't think of a game before that. That was the first Scotland game I went to. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just since then, have you been to any other ones and sort of what have been the highs and lows? Yeah, I mean, lots of lots of highs and lows. I like, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun being a Scotland fan, I think, because um, because we've never got past the first round of a tournament. Yeah. It means that when you do qualify, it's the joint best team there's ever been. So like this team now that qualified are as good as any other Scotland team ever. Like, whereas, whereas England, they get the semi-finals. It's like, oh, no, we won it that time. This is disappointing. Whereas this is it's brilliant. And um, so, so I, really, I really like almost how low the bar is set for sort of success sort of thing. Like, um, I really enjoy it. But I mean, in terms of great games, um, I, remember I think I was beating France. I can't remember what year it would have been. Was that sort of, 2007, I think? Yeah, quite possibly, possibly. That, Yeah, like that was home. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, did we beat them home and away? I can't remember. Uh, or did we draw sure. one? I went to the home one, whatever, whatever one that was. But yeah, things like that. But I do. I mean, it's 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 always we did have tended to have some quite good results against good teams, and then struggled yeah. against bad teams. Certainly since um, since really started going on regularly in about about two thousand one, I guess was probably when I started regularly again in Scotland games. Um, so yeah, a lot of that, and I and I remember, I can't remember, probably about three or four years ago, Scotland started doing this sort of home game season ticket where you could buy your, your thing in advance. Mm. You got a bit of money off, and you got all the tickets. So I thought, okay, I'll buy it. And and we were me and my friend Tony, who I go with, um, we were sort of sat behind this entire family of of idiots, <laughs> who and it was like you know when you get people that just don't understand. The basic no. things of, of football, and I never, I don't get it because they must be, go quite a bit. Like when a striker does that bit where he will stand offside before the ball, and then he'll step back oh. on before the goal comes. They're shouting to him, they're going, they're going, you're offside, you're offside. Oh, oh. You don't think he doesn't know? You don't think he doesn't know? Oh, He's the God. best person in his position in the country, and they, they also, um, they would leave five minutes early. And Please. I didn't get to go to the Scotland. It was the one where the, the campaign where we played England, we were in England's group in the qualifiers. And I didn't get okay. to go to that game because we just had a child. And so it must have been 2016, maybe, was it something like that? Um, mm. no, 2017, 2017 it would have been. 2017, that sort of time. And um, so we just had, had a kid. And so they would have missed both those free kicks against England because they would have left early. But the other, the other things they did, I remember there was one point our whoever was playing left back, it might have been Robertson, I can't remember, got the ball on the edge of our penalty area and ran like 80 yards with the ball, cut inside, beat, beat a couple of defenders and then shot and it just hit the side netting. And they went, oh, for God's sake. Okay, I've been watching Scotland for 20 years. That's never happened. <laughs> Boom, because he oh missed. That's incredible. So, um, yeah, that's my, my most recent Scotland experience. In terms of the wars and stuff, obviously, I'm sure you'll... I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't think I was... I would have been there, but I mean, a lot of it, like losing to San Marino and um, a lot of last minute yeah. games and all that. Because with the game um, the other night, the the, the, fin- the playoff final, yeah. a lot, I had a lot of England supporting friends who wanted Scotland to do well and, and were 
were, were sort of messaging me during the game and that we were ahead. And then what I found really sweet was when, when, um, when they equalised in the last minute, they were going, oh my God, I can't believe it. Going, oh, that's really lovely that you think that you thought that wasn't going to happen. But that literally <laughs> happens every single time. Every this game, isn't, this isn't a surprise. Every single year, this is what happens. It was the penalty that was the bit that was unusual sort of thing. But, but yeah, that, that happens all the time. Don't, don't, don't worry. Just, you'll get used to that. You'll <laughs> get used to that. Um, so yeah, there's definitely been lows, but um, I don't know. They all sort of blur into one, don't they? I, I, I mean, time we got, I, there's that year we're in the playoff. There's like a two-day playoff final against Holland. And I think, I think we did all right in the first leg. And then the second leg, yeah. it was like 5-1 or something like that. Just got hammered. Mm-hmm. Um, that, was, that was quite tough. The ones where you get closer, the ones where you start to hope. Because um, I know, um, you know Martin Compton, the actor, Oh, um, of I know, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I know him vaguely, and and I was chatting the other day about um, about how on, on Twitter about how Scotland um, for the semi final, he's saying I believe we can win just because I think they'll let us down on uh, the, they, they will lose in the final rather than the semi final. Yeah, yeah. I fully believe do. I fully believe this team could take us right to the very end and then disappoint us at the last minute. <laughs> just we start to believe, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, so I'm used to that. But I wouldn't. I don't know. It's 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 nice because then when you do get through, I mean, the last time we were in a tournament, I was at uni, sort of thing, and it was like 22 years ago, sort of thing. So I remember watching what i remember watching we lost like three nil to Morocco. i think it was i remember just where i was then sort of thing so it'd be it'd be incredible this summer hopefully if we can get back to pubs to to be able to see that that again oh yeah i just wanted to get into that now was what have you thought of over the past maybe a year and a bit of this qualifying campaign that's obviously ended like that i mean it's it's incredible they've done, they've done so well and it does feel like we're starting to get some sort of um, I mean, Andy, Andy Robertson is is a well a world class yeah. player sort of thing. It does feel like we went I mean, we went through quite a while where we had decent enough players, but not outstanding players. It does feel like this, this, we're sort of get, getting sort of a, a good team to get a bit, bit of momentum. Um, and I just I'm just really really excited by. It. I mean, it's weird because of this with the Nations League. I didn't bother getting tickets for it because when it first started, I thought I can't be bothered to go and watch it. I'm not going to go up to Glasgow to watch us play Israel and I can't remember who else we had in it. And then, but then when we won that and then we were in a playoff, I then thought I can't really be bothered to go to the qualifiers either because we're already in the playoff mm-hmm. and we're not going to win our group. So I'll probably save like yeah. a few hundred quid every time I go up to get the, a flight or a train or something like that and tickets and everything. It's always a stay. So I thought I'd probably just give it a miss. I ended up not watching any games in the in this qualifying yeah. campaign sort of thing, weirdly, um, which is the first time in in, in yeah. like a couple of decades really that I, that I haven't. So um, so it was it was quite weird in that respect. But I think it's a great team. I think I think I think it's going to be a lot a lot of fun next summer, whatever happens. Yeah. Oh, um, will you be going to those games, Shank and Wembley and Hamden? I'd love to. Um, actually, weirdly. Um, literally just what before, while I was waiting to get on here, yeah. um, someone messaged me saying they've got um, saying that they they I think they've got me a ticket for the one at Hamden. So oh, really? um, yeah, 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 yeah. So hopefully if that yeah. um, if that comes off, I won't get too excited then. That will be yeah. um, absolutely glorious. Yeah. So, oh. so hopefully, hopefully, yeah. I can't remember oh. which who, who, who who's against the Hamden one. Um, uh, I think there's two. There's Croatia and Czech Republic. Yeah. So I don't know which one it is, but whichever one, very exciting. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, and then um, what was your reaction to that Marshall save? I think the whole, whole nation just, just brilliant, there. just just un, un, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Just spent my entire time like thinking about the man ever since, sort of thing. <laughs> it just seems that it's a really fun team because I mean, I think mean, I get a bit possibly disillusion might not be the right word, but I've been a bit down on football sometimes in watching English football because VAR, VAR is the, the worst thing in the world. It doesn't seem to work. And it, I'm not really into it, but Scottish uh, international football, it just still yeah. feels quite pure. And watch, watching all the sort of, yes, sir, I can boogie stuff afterwards and all that sort of thing. It just feels like it's a nice sort of, like the fun sort of, in football around that team at the minute like that so mm-hmm. so yeah the marsh save is incredible and i, I just love this team oh yeah 100 percent. and honestly since that thing it seems like the whole nation's in a high really like still yeah um yeah just two more things and like supporting scotland and stuff mm. what or do you have any hopes for scotland next summer drink we'll be able to get in i don't know i don't honestly i don't really care like i'm so excited to be here like even if yeah. we if we get if we score a goal it's gonna be absolutely magnificent which yeah. hopefully we'll do we'll do better than that but i just don't i i genuinely don't care it's always such fun growing yeah. up when scotland were in in tournaments and i just cannot wait for those days whether i'm in the pub or at home or wherever i'm it's just it's just gonna be absolutely magnificent yeah. i cannot wait for it mm. and then do you have any sort of favorite players past or present from scotland um, Kenny Dalglish, growing up as a Liverpool fan, um, yeah. uh, absolutely loved. Um, I always had a soft spot for James McFadden because he did just sort of turn it on occasionally, man, didn't he? Yeah, I absolutely loved him. Um, uh, McCoy, I loved Gary McAllister, I loved. I love Andy Robertson now. Um, yeah, yeah just, just quite quite a few who else. I'm trying to think who else um, over the years. Uh, Kenny Miller really enjoyed as well. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about sort of the Scottish leagues and stuff. Have you watched much of it? I, recently, no. And um, I used to. I used to quite a lot, but um, not so much now. As I say, I've got I've got friends of Dundee United fans. So me and a few yeah. other friends in this group. But the rest of them are are all English. Mm. But they've all we've all gone like we're fed up with. Like VAR and and English football, let's start supporting Dundee United. So we are looking out for Dundee United games. We're gonna we're gonna look out for the next game to try and watch the next sort of live live on telly game game for that. Yeah. Um, uh, so so yeah, I mean I used to but not really now. And it and it comes to the fact that it comes now when when it's international time. I have to look up who yeah. some of the players are just because I don't I don't watch um, mm. SPL that much sort of thing. So so yeah, no, not very much these days. Oh, and then um, yeah, I know you've said you've not watched it much, but um, do you have any idea who's going to win the league this season? Just obviously, it's a two horse race. Um, yeah, 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 I think it's between Rangers and Celtic. Little hunch I've got, <laughs> um, sort of thing. Um, I, I would say, um, I, I don't know, I, I would say probably, yeah. I'd, I'd hope Rangers just for my uh grandfather, but um, uh, but I don't, I don't, I've not paid enough attention to know really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another question I've got here. I just wanted to ask you: Do you have any sort of, well, obviously down south, they give us quite a lot of slack down here of like sort of the quality in our league, which sometimes I don't think is really deserved. But do you have any opinions on that, and what do your sort of pals think about it? 
I don't, I don't know really. Um, as I say, I don't really watch enough. I mean, I've always, always, I, when I, when I, when I do watch games, I don't think it's, it's particularly poor standards at all. No, really. I don't, I don't yeah. think so. I mean, I think, um, I mean, if you look on the sort of European stage, I suppose it's Scotland haven't been sort of winning, Scottish clubs haven't really been winning Champions Leagues and stuff, sort of things, but uh, and things like that. So, so I suppose it's probably it's not one of the sort of top leagues in that. But I think it's a, it's a good standard of football and and producing some great footballers as well. Mm. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, just I just want to move on to something now. It's been part of my weekly routine, really. So that's breaking. Breaking City football manager thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why Breaking? So I, whenever I play football manager, I always um, start off in the same way. It's from For like over 10 years now, I've started off playing in the same way, whereas I start off unemployed hmm. and um, with no coaching qualifications, just as me, my actual age, um, yeah. height, weight, everything just as me. Um, no, no experience in that, and then, and then you just have to try and get a job. And Brecon were the first team that would actually the second team. We turned down a job in Canada, but the first like British team that would yeah. offer us a job. So we just took them from there, from their sort of thing. But it's really nice because then it sort of built up a nice little community of people who are now looking out for Brecon scores, and yeah. the club have been sort of tweeting, tweeting, and even like the club sponsor, like the whiskey sponsors have been tweeting me saying we'll, we'll, we'll if you win the league we'll send you a bottle of whiskey um <laughs> and stuff like that so it's, it's it's been really good fun and we're actually planning if depending on wh- where we are with the save and football manager and oh. stuff like that but once once we're allowed to travel me and a lot of the guys who are sort of watching and all that are saying yeah. we'll go up to Brecon and, and go and watch go watch a game together um so hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully if if i'm still at Brecon by the time we're allowed to leave um mm. to go out and socialize and stuff then then we'll get out there oh did you know anything about breaking beforehand no or was it just a sort of complete dive into um it? no i sort of knew i was aware of it just because of, of an awareness of scottish football i, I don't know if i've yeah. ever been to break and i've been to forfa it's probably the closest i can think of uh, around that sort of way and um yeah. uh so so no, i was sort of aware of where it is but and i knew and I think I might have known about the hedge, a hedge down one side of the ground, isn't there, sort of thing. So, so um, yeah, beyond that, not really. Didn't have a great break of knowledge. Couldn't have named the starting eleven, put it that way. Yeah, of course. And then just in sort of football manager and stuff, how's the progress been? How do you think you've been doing this? Good. So, so it was real drama. The, the prediction was try not to get relegated. They didn't say don't yeah. get relegated. They just said try not to get relegated. <laughs> sort of thing. It's like, okay, I can, I can live with these expectations. And on the very last game of the season and our first season, we ended up winning and coming ninth. It was a real like proper last day of the season. What's the score at the other grounds and all this. It was stuff Albion going stuff, on. wasn't it? Yeah. Also Albion Rovers went down and they, they went 2-0 oh. up and it was a lot of drama there. Yes. And then, and then it sort of got pulled back to two all, and then we scored. And so that was good. Now in the new season, we're doing a lot better. We were fourth early today. We lost, we lost a couple of games after that. So we're still sort of mid-table. But we're, it's not, it wouldn't be impossible for us to make the playoffs. It'd be tough, but I wouldn't say it's impossible. So, um, so it's, it's, it, we're, a club, we're on the up. They got offered an interview for the Queen of the South job, but turned it down right. because, yeah, turned it down. I want to stick with Breakin for a bit. Partly because I've spent 45 quid in a Breakin shirt and I can't, I can't just leave now and have to buy another shirt. So, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah, just as a, a sort of Breakin 
freaking sort of road to glory as in take them to the Champions League or that sort of coaching it's, sort it's, of story. It depends on how it goes because it's, it's, yeah. it's very much a personal road for glory. I've got no qualms about kissing the badge on the Saturday and walking out for a big, big oh. job on the, on the Monday morning. But I would like to... It depends how it goes. The, the problem when you do this is when the chairman stops letting you do coaching badges because then you can't right. really you struggle to progress a good bit and i'm surprised this time they've let me i've done my first three domestic ones and they've let i'm now doing like the first of the uefa badges yeah, yeah so so and, and i'm surprised because they start to after a while they go hang on you're just gonna leave now that you've got all these coaching qualifications which they're absolutely right about by the way so once you get to the point where you can't grow with the club very easily, like if they refuse to change certain things, then you sort of have to sort of go, oh, maybe it's time time to move on mm. a bit. And that's with the very small, because we have pretty obviously a part-time team. So you then have, you have to sort of get them to turn pro, do this yeah. and make quite a lot of change. So it depends how much support you get from the board on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And then just you were saying, obviously, sort of breaking and stuff have been following it. What's the reaction been like? Am I, am I right in saying that um, a couple of the players that you've signed have been watching the live streams and stuff? Yeah, so we've we had um one guy who was on this guy Max Barry, someone we he came for a trial or something like that and someone in the chat said, That's my mate and he knew him. So he did that and yeah. then so we signed him and he was he was really good like central midfielder, really, really good for us at first. Um uh, and he came along and joined in the chat, and he was getting getting involved in everything. So that was that was uh, really good mm-hmm. fun. And then our early captain, who's he's sort of in the reserves now, but Ahmed Alulu, um, yeah, he, he was someone else we signed, and someone just got in touch with him on Instagram and said, "You're like our hero in this Twitch game, sort of thing like that." So he joined mm-hmm. in, and then his brother Yusef came along as well, and they're all chatting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had two players so far in it, and that's the good thing about managing a sort of part-time team and that you're more likely to get people like that getting involved whereas if you're yeah. managing sort of a premier league team premiership team you're not you're probably not oh and then um, yeah what's the end goal with that is that managing scotland one of the champions league that would be great i mean i mean personally i mean managing liverpool would be great as a sort of liverpool yeah. fan any sort of club that i've had some association with um i i would love um managing scotland would be magnificent as well um, that yeah, that would be one of the main. Managing Scotland in a World Cup or something like that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just sort of a personal career sort of thing, and just keep going for a year and and see a year in sort of um, real life time until the next one comes out, and just see how hmm. how far we can get in a career. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, you just said before the the breaking boss. Um, what's the fans for that? Yeah, well, we, yeah, we were talking to get getting them. We found out the Breakin doesn't have a station. It has, it's got like a heritage railway, steam railway, or something like that. So we need okay. to get there. So we get it. All, all head up there and have like just a sort of um, like a weekend in Breakin. Go and see a game. Go for a night out down Breakin High Street, wherever it's called, um, mm-hmm. and then and then all all go our separate ways after that, which I think would be would be good fun. Right, that seems great actually. Yeah, come yeah. along. It'd be fun. I will. I'll, I'll make sure I will. Marvelous. Um, yeah, so um, I've just got a couple of questions and um, to finish off, finish up on if that's right, yeah. No problem. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the first one here. Um, you and three other footballers or managers are going on the chase. So, who are you choosing? They're going where? Sorry, on the chase. Yeah. So, as in the game? Oh God. Hi. Um, I, do you know what? I don't know if I've ever watched. I think I might watch the chase once when it first mm. started. Um, so basically, I'm looking for 
people with good Smart. knowledge. Yeah. Good knowledge. Um, and did you say footballers? Did you say Scottish footballers? No, I just fit ballers or managers. Okay, right. Who would be good on this? Um, oh, so are these like I've, uh, sorry for my lack of chase familiarity. Are no, these no. like teammates? Are we working together? Or yeah. Am I going up against them? Yeah, you're working, working together. together. Could just be okay. English, sure. All right, I need to I need to think about this this carefully. Then who's who's a knowledgeable footballer? Danny Murphy was always bright when okay. I met him a couple of times. He seemed quite bright. I think mm. he might be quite quite good. Um, I don't footballers don't generally strike me as having a huge amount of general knowledge necessarily. Like I'm not I'm not sure. Oh God, this is really hard. This is a really yeah. hard question. Maybe I'll managers, maybe go old school who might know stuff. Alex Ferguson might have known known some stuff yeah. over the years, maybe. He looks like he's read a few books. And uh, Jürgen you know, Klopp, sure, aye. he'll know stuff. Jürgen Klopp. Yeah, I was just going to say, do you know him, Stuart Armstrong, the Scottish player? Um, I've, I've never met him or anything. I'm, I'm familiar yeah, with him, but, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think Is that's right? the most smoke normally go for. I think he's got Is that a law degree. Is it? Uh, Is he? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a, he's a smart guy. Oh right, yeah, no, yeah, I'll definitely. I'll, I'll pick it. I'll pick up, bit off Alex Ferguson then, and we'll go. We'll go for, for him instead. So, yeah, you, Cop, Danny Murphy, and Stuart Armstrong. Armstrong. Danny Murphy's lucky to get into this, isn't he? I don't know how. Just because I met him <laughs> once, and he and he seemed quite, quite bright. But uh, I've got no idea if he is or not. But yeah, he can come along anyway. Oh, thank you, it. No, no chance. That's <laughs> It's the fun. <laughs> Stuart will be getting annoyed with me and Daddy, I think. And Klopp, uh, Klopp and Stuart will be answering all the questions and me and Daddy will be at the back, just like, oh, no. Uh, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, another one I've got here is, um, you said um, that you support Scotland and stuff. Are you sort of wanting your kids to support Scotland or obviously I think they're English, so? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would be good, but the longer, yeah. because I've never lived, I've always lived down south, the, the more generations you go down the more tenuous it becomes because both my parents are scottish so that's fine but then we're getting to the point where now it's like they are they sort of half scottish even though neither of their parents are born in scotland how does it work sort of thing so yeah i mean i'm, I'm certainly more likely to take them to a scotland game than i am to an england game sort of yeah. thing but they can they can make their own decisions and who they support my daughter's been to one football game she's been to crystal palace i think my okay. son's my, my elder son's six and so he I think he might want to go to a football game at some point in the near future because he sort of plays a little bit of it with his friends. So mm-hmm. we get, we'll get we'll get them into football eventually. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah so I love what I've got here is, um, do you have a favourite Scottish food or drink? Oh, um, I don't know if it counts as Scottish, but I drink a lot of Bovril at Hampden Park. I love Bovril. Oh, I, don't, I don't know it's not Scottish, but it's, a, it's a, I associate it with Scottish football. Um mm. In terms of Scottish food or drink, I've drunk quite a few pints of tenants over the years. Um, I've got fond memories memories of that. Uh, I like a Scotch pie. Um, not a haggis fan. Not a whiskey fan. I know. I, I, I just, I've never, I'd love to, I want to, because I, I, I want to like both of them. I've never, never really got into them. Um, I like, what do I like? Have you ever had What's Iron the Brew? the soup? I like the, uh, Iron Brew, yeah, I've had Iron Brew. Oh, I'm not, lovely. it's all right, Iron Brew. It's, oh, it's, it's, have you it's had it in fine. Scotland? It's, too, it's a bit sugar. Oh, I have, yeah, but it's a bit, Oh, okay. I, I'm not really into fizzy drinks in general. I don't really drink oh, any okay. of them. I can drink like Diet Coke and that, but I just find them all too sugary. Yeah. Um, 
uh, not not getting great Scottish points here, am I? With no whiskey, haggis, or iron brew. What, um, like? what do I like? What's the soup? I like I like this. There's a couple of soups. Um, Pukaliki, and what's the one that begins with this? It's got fish in it. Um, that does not sound good. There's a good. There's a good Scottish. I'm going to. I've got some. I'm just going to Google Scottish fish soup. Um, what about Tonnock's tea cakes? Yep. Love that. Nice. My friend Tony's, um, my friend Tony's, who goes to Scotland games, I think his parents used to run the pub opposite, oh, really? opposite the factory. Cull- yeah. Cullen Skink, that's what I'm oh, thinking of, the fish, fish chowder thing. That. Yeah, that's great. If you like a fish, smoked fish soup, get involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like a tea cake, yeah. Yeah, I love what I've got here. Um, so you're, you're a FIFA president. You've, you can basically control football now, yeah? Um, okay. Add a rule to football. What are you choosing? So it can be anything. Well, I'm going to get rid of VAR because oh, right. it's the if if that if I'm allowed to take something away because I'll get rid of it because I yeah, absolutely despise it. Um, add a rule to football. Oh, that's a great question. Um, that's quite. I mean, I'd also want to sort out um, handball and offside at the minute because I just don't. I don't know what what it's like in in Scotland, yeah. but in England, it's not it's not working well. Um, just because it's got so far away from the purpose of the rules. Like the, the reason there's an offside rule is to stop people from goal hanging. And the reason there's mm. a um, handball rule is to stop people from deliberately handling the ball sort of thing. And now it's got to the point where they're stopping the game for five minutes while they try and measure if someone's sleeve is, is an inch further forward than the other guy's sleeve and, and, and all this sort of stuff. I, I'd, I'd change all those things. I don't know what I'd add... To be honest, because I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it needs fiddling with all the time. I think, I think it's, I think it works. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if there's anything I'd add, but I certainly would take away some things. Mm. Um, I'll give, I'll give you a wee one. What about like penalties and stuff? Because if it was my remember when they used to do, I think they do it in the MLS and like you'd start the running ones. Yeah, bring those. Penalties. Yes, yes, I'll have, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. They're, they're brilliant. They're much better mm. than penalties are. I don't know why they didn't. They didn't happen here. They're just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, bring that. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, see, just on that, what do you think about, have you seen the penalties and it's like, obviously it happened with the Scotland's women teams where they have to, like, retake the penalty if they don't have the feet on the line? What, what? For, um, are you talking about running ones or are you talking about actual penalties? As an actual penalties. No, but, right, sorry. Um, yeah, again, like, I sort of get what they're doing, what they're doing um and i suppose they were sort of the goalkeepers were encroaching quite a lot yeah in the past um i don't know it's it's sort of it's what it is it just again it just seems another sort of thing when when var's about it, just another thing that just stops mm. the game and just delays everything and and you get to the point now so where we're in, in england where players aren't really celebrating properly or because because they they're not going to know for three minutes if it's a goal sort of thing, and I think referees when it first happened in the in the World Cup, I think referees weren't making calls that they would have done because yeah. because they go well, someone's going to watch that and they'll let me know if it's a penalty. So then you play on for a minute and everyone knows something's happened, so you just have to sort of you play a pointless minute of football and then they call you back sort of thing. I think I, I don't know, it's it's just not. Mm. I, I just think it's ruining the pace of the game and it and it's they're not even getting things right 
and I'm sorry, I'm really going on about this now. They're not getting things right. And when they first came around, they said, I was never for it, but they said it was going to be to um, sort of clear and obvious errors. But it's not that now. Now it's measuring people's sleeves and stuff like that. I just, I cannot stand it. And it's mm. and it genuinely, is, I'm, I'm sort of thinking, well, I'm going to start watching Scottish League because of the lack of VAR. So it's good for, good for, good for, good for that, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, do you not want VAR in Scottish football? No. It's dreadful. Yeah, you're so lucky watching that and not not having it. Oh, um, no, I want it out of all football. It destroyed. I want all the machines used thrown into the sea. Oh yeah, that's great. Um, another one here is um, will Scotland qualify for the World Cup? I think that's who yours, yeah, because of your those. I don't. I I don't know. Um, I don't say I don't, yeah, I mean. I don't want to get giddy. I don't want to get greedy. Like one qualification, twenty-two <laughs> years. I'm, 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 I'm happy. Whatever happens, I'm happy for another, for another, at least another six. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, hope, hopefully, this we, we, they will, and because it would be mm-hmm. great to see them in a World Cup. But seeing them in any tournament is so exciting, and I'm, I'm, I'm just happy yeah. that that's going to happen. Oh yeah, I was just going to say, drink Scotland or no, and not. Yeah, I think I think we're getting better. Yeah, I think I think I think there's 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 good good players around now and mm. and and it does feel like we've got um we've got a bit of momentum and there's a bit of belief and all that sort of thing so yeah i do think i do think we're on the up mm. i don't necessarily i don't think we're an incredible team yet we're probably not the best team that i've ever seen but i think i think the fact that we're qualifying and the fact that there's a yeah. good atmosphere and that we've got good good and still very young players coming through sort of thing i think i think is is very very encouraging yeah of course yeah, another one here I've got is non-football related. Is in. What's the strangest moment of your life? Oh, um, it probably would be. I went to. I mean, the weirdest thing. The time I was thinking this is properly weird was when I was at Soccer AM. Mm-hmm. We did an, ended up doing an interview with Gordon Brown when he was Chancellor in oh, Downing this, Street. Yeah. When you go, and so going to Downing Street and just walking down there was properly weird going this is mental this is like it just i've never i mean i've been to um champions league party uh champions league games big gigs and parties and all that sort of stuff but but it was, i didn't feel anything like walking down there it was just the sort of power of it all and it just felt properly mental that was probably the weirdest i've sort of felt doing something what is the most ridiculous fact that you know okay this is a good one i'm do you know what i'm just gonna so i get it exactly right because there's dates involved in this i'm just going to quickly google it um but this is the best fact in the world and it's going to amaze you um let me just quickly work out what to type to find it um uh, i'm not going to spoil it um okay right there is a president of the united states okay uh let me just try and an ex-president um Right, here we, here we are. I'm just getting to it now. Right. Um, there was a president called John Tyler. Mm-hmm. He was born, let me get the exact dates here. Uh, right, yeah. Um, nope, hang on. Let me get, I need, I need to find the right article that's got the, um, that's got the exact it, dates. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about this. Sorry about no, everyone who's listening. Awesome. It's going to be worth it because this is such a good fact. Um, Okay. 
where it right. So this has changed. This has changed slightly due to some new information we just found, but it still works. Okay. Um, John Tyler was the tenth president of the United States. Mm-hmm. He was born in 1790, and he has a grandchild alive today. Wait, wait, hang on. Yeah, he was born what? in 1790, and until recently, he had two grandchildren. So that's three generations. Yep. So. Yeah. Like, yeah, not great-great-grandchildren or anything like that. Grandchildren. grandchildren. So basically, um, Good one, he, was born in, he was born in 1790. He took mm-hmm. office in 1841. Um, he had one of his kids was born in 1853. So he would have been 63 when he had that kid. Then, his, then the president's kid, Leon, had a kid in 19... 19- 24 and 1928 so that was they'd have been 50 70 but he had those kids and one of those kids is still alive today that is i've just said that is real how how did you even know this i don't know where i can't remember where i learned something that is that's isn't that the best fact ever i can't say i've heard better to be honest that is definitely (laughs) yes good one fact i'm sure many people will agree with um yeah, just got one last question here. Yeah, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Um, I don't know. Um, probably still living somewhere in England. Uh, maybe here or Norwich or somewhere. I don't know. I love Norwich. Um, living somewhere in England and um, probably doing the sort of things I do now, uh, but, but to a more professional level. In that, in that it'll be more of my income than it is now. I don't know if I'll be doing exclusively, but I'll be doing. I think probably the main part of my job will be doing YouTube or podcasts or that sort of stuff. I think mm. is that a dream? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think it's and I think if I, if with anything, I think if if I just keep working, then it it will happen. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, just got to keep doing it, and then we'll get there. Yeah, and do you think it would still be the same sort of content? Do you think or I think it will, it will vary for a bit. But I think I think the the good thing about it and the thing that really appeals to me is I've got so I've got three relatively young kids is that if you've got that sort of freedom to make videos it doesn't really matter where you are so if you had like a few weeks in the school summer holiday i could just go away with my kids to somewhere in europe or something like that and make videos from there sort of thing and just just have just do different stuff so it's the freedom of of being able to this sort of freedom of location and, and the freedom of what you can and just doing whatever you want within reason that appeals to me so so yeah i think it'd be similar sort of stuff but but always sort of progressing and doing new things as well mm, of course just one last one and your football manager save will breaking go up um not this season but next oh. year next year okay next That's season brilliant. yeah 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 it's been a pleasure talking to you Robbie. it's been great i've had great a lovely guys. time thank you yeah thanks for listening guys and thank you for coming on Robbie. no problem